listening to the Dale Upright Show. And now, your host, Dale Upright. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this Saturday, November 4th. Tonight, I have a special guest, my co-host from the No Spoon podcast is with me. Mr. John, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me. I know this was a little bit uh, last minute, but um, I appreciate it. Uh, So I am going to do what I did last episode, and I'm just going to go through the headlines, and then we're going to dive into each one and break them down. So the top story tonight is, uh, this actually broke Thursday night, uh, is Sam Bankman-Fried, a top Democrat donor, was found guilty on all accounts uh, and faces over 100 years in prison. And I kind of got this from a lesser-known source. Uh, This is uh, House Resolution... 559, the declaration says, declaring it is the policy of the United States that a nuclear Islamic Republic of Iran is not acceptable. So I'm going to explain why that's important. My next story is kind of along the same veins. Not uh, You won't hear these this story or the last one in the news very much, or even in, in alternative news, but this next headline is, Marine Corps Command in Charge of Middle East Cancels Annual Ball Due to, quote-unquote, Unforeseen Operational Commitments. So that's uh, coming from military.com. Then I have a Newsmax headline. It says, New Analysis Shows Homeschooling is Here to Stay. Uh, This is coming from a Washington Post article that a lot of leftists are freaking out about. And I'm going to give you a little little bit of a breakdown of somebody who was homeschooled from K through 12. Um, So the next headline is heavily armed man with explosives found dead at amusement park over the weekend. So this happened last Saturday. Um, And that's been all over the news. Um, And then at the end of the show, I'm going to show you guys a clip from the History Channel that is talking about MKUltra and uh, kind of the history and what they have been trying to do and what the CIA has been trying to do in researching uh, propaganda and uh, manipulation and mind control. And that kind of ties into the, the previous story. So... Going back to our first story here, uh, SBF was, I believe, if he he was one of the top two donors for the Democrat Party in the 2022 midterms and the 2020 presidential race, if I'm not mistaken. John, you know a lot more about cryptocurrency than I do. Um, My angle on this is a little bit more on the political side, so... Um, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but basically he was running FTX, which was a uh, it's a it's a cryptocurrency exchange. So not exactly the same as just like a Bitcoin or a Dogecoin or something like that. But what he was doing from what I gather is uh, he was um, he was saying that his company had money that they didn't actually have to secure money from people who were investing. Um, and then. When when uh, 
crap hit the fan last November, which is when all of this stuff kind of FDX kind of fell by the wayside last November, a year ago now, and he was uh, under investigation. He's been under investigation since then for this fraud and stuff like that. But uh, uh, from my understanding, he was basically uh, saying he had money. It would be like if I said to somebody, um, hey, I'm a millionaire, so I can insure your company um, if you give me this monthly amount or whatever, and then turns out I'm not a millionaire, so if something bad happens, I can't actually help you at all. Is that does that sound correct to you? Or? I know, kind of. It was more like he was um, dipping into customers' money and using it for leveraged trades. Okay. And while he was doing that, he was making tons of money. Um, but um, the crypto market can be so. Um, it fluctuates very heavily. Um, right. So certain days didn't go so well for him, and he lost tons of uh, cash that wasn't his. Right. Yes. The, the bottom line was, was FTX lost a bunch of money that they that they couldn't um, cover. Basically, they, they 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 didn't have the liquidity to cover the money that they lost. So yep. in a roundabout sure. confusing way, is they didn't have the money that they were saying that they had. Um, but kind of the whole uh one of the big uh conspiracy theories so this guy was charged with he was charged on all accounts he was uh being investigated for seven different accounts of basically fraud and conspiracy and but one of the conspiracies that wasn't brought up in trial that i wanted to go over real quick was uh this tweet from Tara Bull. uh her use her uh username on twitter is Tara Bull. 808 and elon musk actually responded to this tweet so her tweet it reads was ftx being used to launder money for the democratic party and it says wef sponsored ftx on their website which has now been removed and also um ftx was involved with the ukrainian government so if i could kind of draw a uh like a mental diagram for you guys. Biden was sending millions and millions of dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine was sending millions and millions of dollars to FTX to stabilize their economy. And then Sam Bankman fried was sending millions and millions of dollars to Democrats, Joe Biden included for the midterms in the presidential election. So again, these are allegations that that wasn't actually brought up in trial, but they're, is definitely some pretty good evidence out there. Um, some spokesmen for Ukraine that have denied this um, have subsequently kind of admitted certain things. Um, they've denied it um, in general, but by by doing so, they admitted the um, connection. Um, so I'll kind of leave it there. Um, but I also wanted to cover this uh, tweet from Robert Kiyosaki. This is the author of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a really great book. I haven't read the whole thing, but I've been able to browse through it. And he says, uh, WTF, FTX, largest donator to Democrats for midterms. Kevin O'Leary and Jim Cramer raved about Sam Bankman Fried, calling him the Warren Buffett of crypto. SPF, more like Bernie Madoff of, of crypto. How much more corrupt can Silicon Valley and Holly Weird become? 
now paying to steal elections? Question mark. So he's kind of alluding to the uh, to the same thing. This guy was giving tons and tons of money to the Democrats, and he was getting all of that money um, through fraud. Yeah, I want to see the what the repercussions come of that. So, like, it's a known fact that SBF was donating to Democrats, and now he's been charged. So it's a known fact that he's a criminal. So he's a criminal that was donating tons of money to Democrats. So do they have to give it back? Because this is like stolen customer money that uh, it doesn't look like everyone who had money in FTX is going to get all their money back. Um, right. So can we take these political donations back and do they owe those? Right. And I believe the uh, the sentencing for SBF is supposed to happen in March. Um, so okay. we'll, we'll see w- what the uh, what the actual sentencing is. But I have a feeling that the, the real losers in this are going to be the people who unfortunately um, had invested in, in FTX. This next story that I have, I want to give a hat tip to uh, healthmasters.com. Um, Ted and Austin Brower are the uh, people that first talked about this on their podcast yesterday. So... Two things happened on the night of Halloween um, that nobody's talking about in the news that seem to be fairly important. Um, at least, I mean, I would say both both of these things are fairly um, significant developments. But um, basically at 7.30 on Halloween night, the House passed this um, House Resolution H.R. 559. And it is basically the uh, ti- the title is... Um, declaring it is the policy of the United States that a nuclear Islamic Republic of Iran is not acceptable. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and remember to put these articles and these links in the show notes. But, um, basically this, this, uh, house resolution is only three pages long. So it's a, a quick read and it's very, uh, simple. It's very simple to read and it's kind of common sense. Um, so it seems like to me, the most important thing about this story is the timing because of everything that's happening um, in the Middle East with, uh, with the conflict um, with Palestine and Israel. But we, we have not wanted Iran to have uh, nuclear weapons for a long time. And basically, this House resolution goes on to say that they have been enriching uranium um, to uh, over uh, 60% um, purification or whatever which is beyond what what they would need i guess for um nuclear power which has always been kind of the uh that's always kind of been the scapegoat as well we need to we need to be able to do nuclear research so that we can have our our nuclear power and stuff like that but i think we all know um what they're using it for but again um this has been uh this has been as far as uh, as far as i'm aware this has been condemned by the united nations um basically every first world country is to not allow iran because of their public statements um to have nuclear weapons and so this house resolution uh if you go on to read it basically gives israel the green light to do whatever is necessary to keep Iran from having nuclear weapons, which they have 
already had, they have had for years, probably since Obama, um, since the Obama days, uh, Iran has had nuclear power. And we've known about it. It's been an open... Yeah, uh, we should be following through with the tariffs that we have in place that we're not following. Right. That would have stopped this in its track a long time ago, but ever right. since Trump left office, we're not following through with that anymore. So they're able to do what they're doing with nuclear, and they're also still allowed to trade with no, with no repercussions. So why would they stop? On the heels of us giving them something like what was it, uh, six billion in assets, so yeah. that the, so that they can continue their nuclear research. So on one hand, you've got um, you know the Obama and the Biden administrations basically giving them money and going easy on them and saying, well, you know, it's for nuclear power research and it's not a big deal. And now that there's the conflict. Uh, with Israel and Palestine, and of course Iran is involved with Palestine, um, and is op openly against, um, you know, uh, Israel, um, and has made threats publicly, um, and they house, they are a uh, basically a, a terrorist endorsing country, um, and now on the heels of that, we've got this House resolution. Um, coming out. So this, like I said, this is uh, House Resolution 559. I'll try and put the link in the uh, the show notes. But um, on the same exact night that this happened, on Halloween night, when everybody was busy trick-or-treating and nobody wanted to pay attention to the news, um, the Marine Corps Command in charge of Middle East cancels the annual ball due to unforeseen, quote-unquote, unforeseen operational commitments. And from my understanding, this does not happen uh, very often. They don't just cancel their, uh, their annual ball. Um, it's kind of a big deal to them. They, they get... Isn't it, wasn't it coming up here soon? Yes. Um, so let me see... It was scheduled 16th of November. Yeah, it was scheduled for the 16th of November. And uh, this uh, this article, I believe, came out on the 1st at military.com, but the letter was written on October 31st. So I'm just going to read what the guy said. Um, this is coming from General Christopher McPhillips, the commander oh, of yes, Marsen. So he said... Regretfully, and with a strong sense of duty, I write to inform you of a decision that I had to make regarding the Marine Corps' 248th ball scheduled for the 16th of November, 2023. Uh, he goes on to write, Due to unforeseen operational or operation commitments in the nature of our current mission, it is with great regret that we must cancel this year's event. They, uh, the Marson X account, which is, uh, what this guy's title is, um, posted this on Twitter and then immediately within minutes, it says in this article, deleted the post. And when asked about it, Wright said that the message was pulled on Twitter because Twitter doesn't have the intended audience that they're trying to reach. And they went on to say that they were going to post this on Facebook instead. So my immediate thought when i read that was well facebook zuckerberg's got a pretty good handle on censorship on facebook right but 
Twitter, on the other hand, has seen an explosion in um, knowledge and uh, basically verboten um, viewpoints that previously on Twitter, before Musk took over, would not have been allowed. Um, so that just kind of makes me wonder, well, did they, uh, did they do that for the same reasons why I'm covering this story now is because maybe somebody out there could put two and two in together and think, well, on the same night that the house passes a resolution to declare, uh, Iran's nuclear power is unacceptable and that Israel, our allies, including Israel can do whatever is necessary to keep them from getting nuclear power, which they already have. Now, on the same night, our Marines cancel this this annual ball that they have, which is supposedly a big shindig for them and a big deal um, because of unforeseen operational um, commitments. So um, I'll just kind of uh, leave that there. You know, there's... Uh, I guess we'll see. There's already, like I said in the last episode, there's already Delta Force on the ground in Israel confirmed. Supposedly, they're there for um, informational um, help and with hostage uh, um, rescues. But there are a lot of people out there that kind of question that. So, And then before I jump into our next story, I wanted to... Um, ask you guys, I am getting really close to 10,000 followers on TikTok. And when I get to 10,000 followers on TikTok, I can stop using my phone to live stream and I can actually use OBS, which is going to be a lot better. Um, it's going to look a lot nicer. And if you guys could please, uh, like, and share this video on YouTube, this will be on YouTube. It'll be on um, basically all the podcast platforms, um, Apple Podcasts, it'll be on Spotify, Pandora, so please like and share. Um, so our next uh, story is coming out of Newsmax. The original story uh, came from the Washington Post, but it says uh, the headline is New Analysis Shows Homeschooling is Here to Stay. Uh, basically, this Washington Post article, which is kind of... Um, it's, it's funny that they had to write this because I could just tell from the way they wrote the article and I could only read it for a second before they demanded that I subscribe, which I didn't because um, I don't want the Washington Post having my email or sending me articles or anything. But uh, they didn't like this information. They didn't want to have to admit that homeschooling is becoming uh, way more popular. And um, I wanted to talk about this just for a minute because I was homeschooled and um, in the article, in the Washington Post article, they say that uh, homeschooling used to be, you know, just a fringe, um, just a religious extremist kind of way to educate. And now, now in the past couple of years, it's becoming super mainstream. And it's like, first of all, the reason it's becoming super mainstream is look at our schools. First of all, you shut down our schools for like, what was it, like a year and then back and forth, like on and off. You forced these these little children to wear a mask. Yeah, wear wear a mask all day, which is terrible um, and not healthy at all. And then um, you've got these these people like uh, you've I mean, just just look at what Charlotte Isabee says about the Department of Education. It is an indoctrination camp. They 
they want the reason that the mainstream media and the reason that uh, Washington Post and New York Times and all these mainstream sources and the in our Department of Education, the reason that they rag on homeschooling is because they want to be the ones to indoctrinate your children, not you. Okay, but who cares more about your children? Some some blue-haired, uh, cisgendered, uh, you know, uh, pansexual, uh, you know, person, um, or your mom or your dad, right? So, and and when they say it's unregulated, that is completely false. Okay, as, as somebody that was homeschooled, I can tell you there is, and at least in Pennsylvania, there is what is called the Pennsylvania Homeschool Accreditation Agency. And every year for high school, I had to go to what is known as an evaluator, and they would tell me um, if I was on track to do what I needed to graduate. So freshman year, I would go and I would show them, I would show them all the math. Um, you know, curriculum that I did. And I would show them every subject. I would go down the line. And then they would basically say, okay, you're on track with this. Okay, you're a little bit behind in this, so you're going to have to make up for it next year and do a little bit extra with this. And that's how every year was. And um, so it's it's certainly regulated. They, they'll, they'll, they want you to think it's not regulated because they think you're stupid. Okay, and they want you to they just want you to do what the convenient thing is and to just throw your kids at somebody else to take care of them and to teach them when you are completely capable. And on that note, another thing is um, the, the big kind of block for a lot of people and why they don't want to homeschool their kids is because they're worried that, um, you know, well, I'm not I'm not qualified to teach. Right. And so, um, again, as somebody that's experienced and my siblings were also homeschooled. Um, my mom was an, a very intelligent woman. She had, I, I have seven siblings. So my, my, uh, my parents had eight kids. So my mom was taking care of eight kids while she was homeschooling me. Uh, with that in mind, she stopped teaching me. She stopped being my quote unquote teacher in seventh grade. Okay. So basically from that point on, I was I was my teacher. The curriculum that I was reading, a Becco book or a Saxon math, was my teacher. Okay, and if I needed a tutor, fortunately for me, I had older siblings. But there are also co-op organizations where you can um, a bunch of homeschoolers get together and they have a co-op or whatever. But my mom was more or less a principal, you know, not so much a teacher, especially you know on the 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 high school years and around that time and if you can't teach your fourth grader uh you know how to do do math or do english at a fourth grade level then there's some there's some problems there that go beyond you know maybe maybe you need to go back to school or do a little brushing up on on the subjects as well and maybe it would oh, be and really what's the difference between the online schooling that kids just did for like a year and a half and homeschooling right when your children had questions when they were doing online schooling who did they ask they asked their parents they asked you know um anyone out there who's who's thinking about homeschooling they asked you you know so 
if you're doing homeschooling, it's the exact same thing, except you have the reins. So if you think what they're what they're learning, you know, I've I've seen so many uh, posts on social media about these parents that are like, I can't believe my they're teaching my kids this, but you're still helping them do that and learn that. So and I understand it's hard and. Really, I would say one of the biggest things is the finances because uh, it's extremely hard to have a, a single income household now. So if both of the parents are out working from nine to five or whatever, then it's it's basically impossible. You have to do either a private school um, or like you say, cyber school, depending on what age they are. But if you are if you are able to be, you know, a stay at home parent, um, you're you're i can tell you most of you are probably more than equipped and it's about self-discipline it's about teaching your children self-discipline i was able to um you know granted i was i was a, a teenager so most of the free time that i had i wanted to go ride four wheelers and play halo on the xbox or you know shoot paintball guns but on top of that i was able to spend a ton of time doing things that ended up helping me out a lot in my adult life i ended up getting pretty decent at guitar and uh, I was in a band that got signed to a label and we toured the United States and we had our CD in Hot Topic and I would have never been able to accomplish any of that if I would have been going to public school. I wouldn't have had the time because I can remember I can remember being so excited to practice and learn guitar that I would get all of my school done by noon instead of four o'clock in the afternoon and uh that was only possible because of homeschooling. So that's uh, that's that's my tangent on homeschooling. It's becoming more and more popular, and it's no wonder. Look at our public school systems. Um, you know, definitely think about that. So um, our our next uh, article, and this is the last actual article, and then I got a video for you guys. But the uh, last article is from ABC News. The headline is Heavily Armed Man with Explosives Found Dead at Amusement Park Over the Weekend. So this happened last Saturday. I believe the guy's name is Diego. It was highlighted there. Diego Barajas Medina. Okay, yeah, Diego Medina. Um, so this guy... This is a really, really weird story, and it's been kind of hitting the hitting the headlines and trends for since last Saturday. But um, this guy had a bulletproof vest on. This was a 20-year-old. He had a bulletproof vest on. He had a tactical helmet. He had real and fake explosives, um, and he had a handgun and a semi-automatic. They 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 always call it in an assault rifle or an AR style rifle. It's, it's, it's a semi-automatic rifle. It's not a bolt action. It's not a pump. It's a semi-automatic. You pull the trigger and it shoots a bullet until the magazine is empty. Um, so this guy, uh, went to this amusement park after hours, apparently. And then, um, before I, I believe it happened in the morning before the park opened, is when they found this guy. He was in a woman's uh, bathroom stall. He had shot himself in the head, and on the wall uh, was written, I am not a killer. So, very strange, um, very strange thing to happen. And, of course, this happens right on the heels of the, uh, the mass shooter in Maine, who 
reportedly had been hearing voices in his head and was administered to a uh, uh, a uh, mental institution where they only kept After having him. just gotten new hearing aids if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah he had just gotten new hearing aids and he was hearing he was hearing voices in his head that were um saying that he was a transgender something like that i believe uh, reports were saying Oh geez, I didn't hear that part of it. I think the second half of this guy's statement from Denver is the weirdest part of the whole story. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not a killer. I just wanted to get into the caves. Yeah. So what does that mean, right? What caves? What caves is this guy talking about? Um, I have no idea. But um, and this is uh, this is what my last uh, little video is about is. Please look into MK Ultra and DARPA. So, the United States government has been doing research on mind control um, for a very, very, very long time, and you would be surprised at um, how much they have been able to learn about programming people. Um, and so it started a, a big a big part of it. It started with the whole uh, acid craze in the 70s. And that didn't really go so well because it turns out that when people do acid, they actually are less um, trusting of the authorities. And it kind of, in a lot of ways, people will say that it will, you know, it'll free your mind instead of make you want to do. But basically what the government was looking for is they were looking for a drug that they could give somebody that would make them do unspeakable, heinous things and then wake up the next day and not remember what they did. And what what better way to create a patsy? Like, if you wanted to create a false flag, like, let's say, hey, let's say, and this is just an example, right? But let's say, hey, I want to make semi-automatic rifles illegal, right? Well, why don't I give this drug to a bunch of people that have semi-automatic rifles? They'll go out and kill a bunch of people, and then they won't know what happened. They won't remember I gave them the drug. They won't remember what they did, but we'll have them on video. And we can we can blame these people. We can set them up as patsies, right? So um, I'm just going to play this, uh, this little video here. CIA program called MKUltra. The goal, learn how to control and even reprogram people's minds. The CIA believes LSD might hold the key. Over the next 10 years, the agency doses a cross-section of the American public. Everyone from unwitting housewives, to soldiers, to even criminals like gangster Whitey Bulger is tested. You know, what the CIA really dreamed of was sort of like a drug you could give to someone, get them to commit all sorts of unspeakable acts, and they wake up the next day and they don't remember what they've done. They were looking into brainwashing. They were looking into mind control. They were looking into how they could create what they called Manchurian candidates. They were trying to figure out if they could get people to go out and do things that they would ordinarily not do, like assassination. The case of MK Ultra has to be one of the craziest cases of blowback in CIA history. Yeah. So, and then she basically goes on to say how um, a lot of people think that uh, you know that acid actually frees the mind, and so 
um, they were unsuccessful in using acid. But um, if you do, if you do research, I dispute that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I would also dispute that. Um, to a certain extent, I could see where people would think that on a surface level, but um, when you look at habitual use. Um, there you or like start massive doses because people don't normally take massive doses. Right, 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 right. And so it can it can definitely uh, make you a slave to um, to something. I'll put it that way. You know, whether you know that's kind of a esoteric conversation. Whether you believe in kind of a higher power or uh, you know a dark power, but. Um, he can certainly make you, um, from what I've seen, uh, make you a slave to that kind of a thing. And the government can use that to their advantage. So even though they, you, might not, uh, you might not see them as the perpetrators, they can use your confusion um, to, to make you a Manchurian candidate. So uh, that was uh, basically all I had. John, was there anything that you wanted to add on any of the stories or anything like that? No, I think that was a pretty good summary of the news from lately. I just, it's kind of blown my mind how many big stories are all coming out right now. It's, it's mind boggling. Yeah, it seems like, uh, seems like the, the days are moving by faster, which by the way, that reminds me, don't forget to set your clocks. What do we do? We fall back. We fall. Yeah, we gain an hour tonight. We gain an hour of sleep tonight, so praise the Lord. Uh, I'm happy about that. So uh, Yeah, and I think we should all go out and get signatures to end daylight saving permanently because it's stupid and we should end it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I know that originally that was that was started for like the farmers, I think, right? That was like a farming thing. I think, but I, if I'm not mistaken, that's like a rumor. That's like a folktale, but that's not really why it started. That's just what people say. Well, I'll have to ask my friend Miles. You know Miles. I'll have to ask. Yeah, Miles. yeah, yeah. I'll have to ask Miles if there's any benefit for a farmer. Although he's he's more livestock, so I don't know if it. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think that they gotta wake up pretty early, so gaining yeah, just, that hour is kind of useful daylight. Just, but just wear a headlamp. They can wake up early. Right, just wake up early and wear a headlamp. Who cares? Yeah, the amount of heart attacks that old people have in the uh, really like we, I think it's like week after we change the clocks, it it increases dramatically. So we should probably stop trying to kill old people changing the clocks for no reason. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that would be that seems like a pretty good uh, argument to to make it stop. So yeah. But uh, so thank you guys for for joining us. And uh, like I said, please like and share on uh, YouTube and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we'll see you guys on Tuesday.